Me and you may be seated. Glad y'all are here tonight. Let's get started very quickly. Let me give you a couple of, of quick announcements. First off, I want to tell you, there was a bunch of sandwiches left tonight, so if you did not get any or if you didn't get enough, uh, don't go right now, but at the end of our time together, if you want to make your way to the Fellowship Hall, and we can fix you up with some sandwiches. I also want to remind you, uh, each of our lessons every single Wednesday night, they are on our church website. Uh, they are also on our Facebook page as well. And so if you go to our Facebook page, you can share that uh, to your page. And we want as many people to see these uh, as, as, as possible. So I want to tell you that. I also want to let you know we've got two more weeks in this Bible study. Uh, you're going to hear about what we're planning from there. We're going we're to go in a different direction and, and start another study after this. But we've got next week and the week after that uh, concluding our study to, in, in the study we're in right now. Uh, we're, we're back in our study, How-Tos on the Highway to Heaven. And tonight we're going to talk about, it's been a, a very practical Bible study, a very a relevant Bible study, but tonight we're going to talk about our Christian walks as individuals. And so here you are, we're going to talk about your walk with Jesus Christ as an individual, very specifically, our walk, our journey as followers of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the truth. As believers, Satan cannot change our destiny. He cannot change our destination. We believe once you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved, not because of your power, but because of his power, and you're kept saved in his power. So Satan can't change that. He can't mess that up. If you've trusted Jesus Christ for your Lord, as your Lord and Savior for your salvation, that is fixed, that is settled in him. He cannot change your destination. However, he can impede your progress on the trip. He could slow down your trip. He could hinder your trip. He could make it less enjoyable. Now, not only that, but I believe, as I was thinking about this afternoon, I believe his biggest goal is to impede our ability to influence others while we're on the trip. And so he wants to hinder our trip. He wants to slow down our journey. But he also wants to impede our ability to influence others on our walk with Jesus Christ. Now, let me just tell you a couple things. Uh, here's a great truth that we need to be reminded of, and that is... Your Christian walk is to carry an impact. Uh, your Christian walk serves a purpose. And one of those purposes is that you would lead people to Jesus Christ. That is one of the purposes of your Christian walk. Well, Satan wants to impede your walk, yes, but he also wants to impede your ability to influence other people. He wants to mess up your ability to influence other people. Now, here's the thing. Your Christian walk, now I want you to think about this tonight, how you're walking with Christ, you've put your faith in Christ, you've trusted him for your salvation, your Christian walk now, before, uh, before you pass away, before Christ comes back, uh, that time, your Christian walk is either, listen to this, leading people to Christ, to know Christ, to see Christ, to trust Christ, or it is leading people away from Christ. And that's a hard statement. That's a hard truth. We like to think, you know what, we're somewhere in the middle. We're somewhere in neutral ground. Uh, don't watch me. I'm not your example. Don't pay attention to what I'm doing, and I can live how I want to live. Well, here's the deal. 
you have professed faith in Jesus Christ as you walk as his follower, the things you do, the way you respond, how you carry the name of Jesus Christ is either attractive and it's drawing folks to know Christ and to see Christ or it is repellent. And they see us as believers and say, you know what? That looks like the world. That looks like nothing I want. Uh, There is no validity in their message and it repels people from Jesus Christ. How you walk matters. And your walk is either drawing people to Christ or or repelling people from Christ. All right, so tonight we're gonna talk about uh, your walk. And again, it's a big deal. It's important, especially in our influence with others. We're gonna start tonight with a couple of questions. The first one is this. So do we take our walk our journey as serious as Satan does? Do we take our walk with Christ as serious as Satan does? Now, I want you to just think about this. We're going to evaluate for just a second. Do you think about your Christian walk? Do you wake up and say, you know, I'm going to consider how I'm going to live as a believer? Do you plan for your Christian walk? You know what? I need to do these things. I need to take care of these things. Do you plan your Christian walk? Is your walk with Christ a priority in your life? Is it a priority? This is one of the things I have to do, if not the highest thing that I have to do. Is it a priority in your life? Do you work at your Christian walk? Now, listen, we're not saved by works. No, we're saved by God's grace, by faith in Jesus But in our walk, we have things to do. We have work to do. Uh, The result of our faith are are some of these things that we do. Do you work at your Christian walk? Do you guard your Christian walk? You know what? I need to protect my Christian walk. Do you take your walk with Christ as serious as Satan does? Or do you just live? I've put my faith in Christ. I'm just living. We're raising kids right now. We're headed into retirement right now. I'm too old right now. I'm too young right now. I've got security in Christ eternally. Are we just living or do you actually consider way out your Christian walk? And that leads us to the second question of evaluation. And this is is what we're going to think about. And then we're going to head into our lesson. And that is this. Are you farther along in your walk with Christ? Are you progressing in your walk with Jesus Christ? Now, that's a very real evaluation. I want you to think about the example for just a second. A walk is made up of steps. And so if you never take a step, you never, you never put another foot in front of the other, you're not on a walk. A, a walk is made up of steps. And if you're taking steps, you're moving. That's that's the reality. If I were to say, don't walk across this room and you were to put one foot in front of the other and you were to take steps, you would progress across this room. If you're taking steps, you're moving. Well, here's the question. Are you farther along in your Christian walk, in your walk with Jesus Christ? Now, what what I could ask right there is this. Are you more like Christ? This month than last month, this year than last year, these four years, five years, as opposed to the previous years, are you more like Christ? Are you closer 
to him? Do you have a, a deeper love for him? Man, I love him and, and, and I know him and I have a deeper love for him this month, this three months, this year than, than previous times. Are you less like the world? Now, just look at yourself. I'm not talking about other folks. You, me, evaluating yourself. Right now, are you less like the world than you were two months ago, six months ago, 10 years ago? Are you less like the world? Are you farther along in your Christian walk? All right, so tonight, here's our study. First thing we're gonna look at tonight are things that impede or hinder, uh, slow down our Christian walk. Now, we're talking about our walk with Christ. Sunday when I introduced our, our lesson tonight, how do you have this walk with Christ? How are you progressing in your walk with Christ? Well, here are some things that would hinder, that would slow down, that would impede your walk with Christ. Now, we're gonna go through a couple of them. First one is this, a lack of direction. A lack of direction. Here's the truth. You cannot, and I'll just tell you, you will not move forward if you do not know where you're going. If you do not know where you're going, you cannot move forward. You will not move forward. In our, in our example, in our little book, it talks about a roadmap. You have to know where you're going. You have to know the way to get there. You have to know the direction for your journey, for your trip. A lack of direction in your Christian walk will leave you stalled out. Now think about that for just a second. That makes a lot of sense. Here I have this walk with Christ. I don't know what to do next. Do you know what to do next? I don't know what he's requiring of me next. I don't know what would bless and honor him next. Do you know what the next step to take is in your Christian walk? A lack of direction will hinder, will stall out your Christian walk. Think about this for a second. In your walk with Christ, do you know how to be single? Do you know how to be married? Do you know how to raise kids? Do you know how to do business? Do you know how to handle your money? Do you know how to respond in tough situations? Do you know how to operate in the world? You have to have direction for all those things. Well, again, we're gonna to see tonight, we're gonna to see it a couple times, our direction is in the word of God. How do you live as a married person? How do you live as a single person? How do you move forward holding your finances? How do you raise your kids? We're led in the direction of the word of God. You will not grow, your walk will be stalled out, and you will be stagnant. It's crazy that I end up having to say this every week, but it's the lesson if you're not in the word of God. You will not grow, you will not walk, you will not make progress as a follower of Jesus Christ if you are not consistently in the word of God. There's a whole lot of folks that think, you know what, I'm walking with Christ, not spending any time in my Bible. Don't read the Bible, don't study the word of God. You will not move, you'll be stagnant and stalled out if you're not consistently in the word of God. It is as simple as that. All right, the second thing that impedes your walk with Jesus Christ is this. And man, this is our day. Indecision. Indecision 
will impede, will slow down your walk with Jesus Christ. Now, what that means very simply is you're not decided. You haven't decided. You're still weighing it out. You're still having it in the scales, and you're trying to figure it out. I was thinking about this in, in, in the story in, in 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, Elijah's on Mount Carmel. The prophets of Baal are there, and he says this. How long will you waver? Another translation says, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. How long are you going to wait and consider both sides, both opinions, before you move? If the Lord is God, follow him. Here's the fact. You will not move if you're indecisive. You will not move if you're undecided. Here's what we do in our culture, in our day. We consider each decision case by case. Well, here's what God says about my marriage. Here's how I'm to operate in my marriage. Here's the best way to, to bless my kids in my marriage. Well, I want to weigh it out. I want to see what makes me happy. I want to see what the world says. I want to see what it's going to cost me. And we weigh it out. Well, here's how you do business. The Bible says this is how you do business. This is how Christ is honoring your business. And we weigh it out. Well, what's that going to cost me? What'll be the benefit of that? And we weigh it out. Well, here's how, how you respond when somebody treats you poorly. Well, do I want to do that or I want to strike back? What's the cost for me? What's the benefit? And we weigh it out. We are indecisive in our decision to walk with Christ and obey Jesus Christ. Here's what we have to decide. We have to decide at some point, God has said it, and so I will walk it. And I'm not going to have to weigh out 54 decisions today. If this is what God has said, this is how I'm going to walk. He has said it, and I'm going to live to honor him. I'm going to live to obey him, and I'm going to be decisive in my walk. A whole lot of folks say, well, I've got this area, and I'm figuring it out over here. Now, this area, I need his help here, and so I'll be decisive here. We have to get to the point that we say, God leads he sets the course. If he does that, I'm going to be decisive and I'm going to walk in obedience. All right, here's another one. Another thing that impedes our walk with Christ, slows down, hinders our walk with Christ. And that is we have a cool love for Christ. Not a hot love, not a burning love, but we have a rather cool love for Christ. Now, I want you to think about this. What is your motivation for walking with Christ? Why do you want to walk with Christ? Now, let me tell you, that is a big deal because if your motivation's not right, your walk will never work. If you have the wrong motivation, your walk will stall out. You will not persevere in your walk. You will not endure in your walk if you have the wrong motivation. And let me give you some wrong motivations. Duty. If you're doing this because of duty, you'll burn out. Appearances. There's a whole lot of folks, man, they're looking at me and I have a high profile job and I've run my mouth and said these things. And so I've got to walk this walk because of appearances. If you're doing it because of appearances, at one point the cost is going to be too high. You're, you're going to stall out. Or you want to do better. There's folks that say, I want to do better. I'm tired of doing bad. I'm tired of crashing into the same walls when I do poorly. I want to do better. If your goal is to just do better, there's going to be a point when, when doing better costs you too much. 
What is our motivation? Here's the deal. Our motivation is a burning, growing love for Jesus Christ. He is my Savior. He is my Lord. He is my King. He redeemed me. He saved me. He he bought me at the cost of his own sacrifice. I love him. I'm growing in my love for him. And that is my motivation. We love him. And because I love him, I want to know him. That's why I would spend time in my Bible. That's why I would walk in obedience. Because I love him, I walk with him daily. Bible says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Sometimes we have a hard time keeping his commands and we have lots of things we would point out and blame when the truth is it may be because we have a cool love for him. You know what? My love for you is not motivation enough to walk in obedience. I was thinking about this and, and this, is, this is really a Christian thing that we, we say we can't wait to spend eternity with Christ. That's what our songs say. What a day that shall be when my Jesus I shall see. Uh, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. We say we want to spend eternity with Christ. And yet, honestly, a whole bunch of us don't want to walk with him today. I'll catch you there, but I've, I've got some things here. I'm not ready to give that over now, but I'll catch you over there. Here's the question. Do we love Christ. Are you sitting there and saying, you know what, I love Christ? I love Christ. Or are you sitting there saying, well, I do, but I love myself a little bit more right now. I do, but I I like my comfort. I do, but I love some other thing. Do you love Christ? A cool love will impede your walk, will slow down your walk with Christ. All right, here's the next one. Entertaining sin will hinder your walk with Jesus Christ. Entertaining sin. Now, there's really two pieces of of this one. The first one is this, participating in sin. We're participating in sin. Now, you can pick your sin, anger, jealousy, lying, slander, pick whatever your sin is, but we are actively in sin. I'm sinning, I've decided I'm gonna do this thing and I'm sinning and when I'm walking in sin, I cannot walk with Christ. Did you hear that? You cannot walk with Christ and be walking in sin. Your walk is gonna stall out if you're in sin. Pick your sin. Well, you know what? No one knows that I'm mad at night. No one knows that I gossip and slander my neighbor on the phone. No one knows that I didn't report everything on my income taxes. No one knows that I overinflated my insurance estimate. No one knows that the things I do and nobody can see those things. You cannot walk with Christ and walk with sin, in sin at the same time. Entertaining sin, walking in sin, participating in sin will stall out your walk with Christ. Now there's a second part of that and, and that is very close to it, but, it, but it's this. You're not only in sin, but maybe sometimes you are entertaining sin, which is, which is a little bit different. What it means is you, you're getting close to sin. You're, you're flirting with sin. You're amused by sin. And so you know what? Maybe, maybe right now you're not in that sin. Maybe you're not doing that thing. But you know what? 
You want to get as close to it as you can. You want to be where it's going on. You want to be where others are doing that thing and you're laughing at it. Ah, that's what we do. That's our world. You're flirting with it and you're entertaining sin. If those are where your eyes, that's where your eyes are, you cannot walk with Christ. Let me ask you a question that'll just make everybody mad. Is it a sin to be married and to commit adultery? Anybody want to say yes or no? That's what the Bible says. That's, that's what he says. Is it a sin to commit adultery? Yes. Here's a question. Is it a sin to watch and to laugh and to glorify adultery by watching shows about adultery? Ooh, there goes half our TV tonight. I want to watch a show about adultery. I want to laugh at the adultery. I want to see what this guy does and what she does. And we are entertaining sin. Now, I don't know if it's a sin to watch a show about adultery. I think it depends on your heart. It may be. But here's the deal. Why do we laugh at the things Christ died for? Why do we want to get close to sin and entertain sin? Here's what I read in my Bible, and it says it very clearly. What do do believers do about sin? Here's what it says. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. If you do this, you're going to be weird. People are going to talk about you. They're going to say you're judgmental because they're going to feel bad because they're not doing this. But here's what the Bible says that believers do about sin. Flee from sin. That's what it says. You flee from sin. Now, I I preached on this about a year ago. I looked that word up. Do you know what the actual Greek word means for flee from sin? It means to cut and run from sin. It actually means if here is sin, I'm going away from sin and I'm putting a distance between me and sin. Now, that could be a whole bunch of different ways, but as believers, we are to flee from sin. We're not to get close to it. We're not to laugh at it. We're not to test our resolve. We're to actually flee from sin. That could be the music you listen to, the shows you watch, the people you're running around with. Get away, flee from sin. I wonder how different our lives would be as believers if we actually got away from sin. Got away from sin. Flee from sin. All right. I just ruined your whole TV tonight. Here's another thing that impedes our walks with Christ, and that is carrying extra weight on the walk. Carrying extra weight on the walk. Now, this is not necessarily sin. It could be sin, and there's instances that it, that it would be sin, but it's not necessarily sin. But these are things that would weight you down, that would slow you down, that would bog you down in your walk with Christ. Now, not, not all these things I've said are sins, but there are some things that we do, that we take on that are not prudent for our walk with Christ, that are not beneficial for our walk with Jesus Christ. I want to give you an example of this. I'm going to ask Kel if he'll help me. I'm going to ask BT if he'll help me. And Alexis, you're out there in the middle if you'll help me. 
All right, right here on the bottom. All right, you're going to go last. Lexus, you're going to be in the middle. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to put your heels against this, face the, face the outside. I'm going to time you, and you can't run, but you can go fast. That makes sense? He never goes anywhere fast, so it may not make sense. <laughs> you cannot run, but you can go fast. I'm going to say go. You're going to walk, get as fast as you can to that wall, touch it, and come back. And I'm going to time you. All right? Let me tell you when to go. Go. That's about how fast he goes right there. Too. <laughs> and now he's running. He doesn't listen either. Come on, we're going. Let's go. If I were your coach, I'd make you run. All right, right there. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. That's his Christian walk. He's walking with Christ to there and there in 15 seconds. All right, Alexis, I'll, that's all right. I want you to do the same thing, but here's the deal. You've picked up some extra weight in life, and I don't know what it, you've taken on some things, and, and there may be distractions or whatever, and so this, this is the thing, these are some of the things, but you also don't have the clear direction that Kale does. He has a pretty good sense of direction. You don't have the clear sense of direction, so you're just all over the map, and you've picked up some weight in life, and so you're going to walk as fast as you can walk. Don't run. But I want you to touch five pews on this side and five pews on this side on the way to touch the wall and the way back carrying that weight. Does that make sense? So like 10 total on the way back. <laughs> on, the, on the way there, you're going to touch five on this side and five on that side, and they have to alternate. So you're going to touch one, touch one, touch one, touch one, touch one. When you get to 10, hit the wall and come back. And I don't no, you just come back straight. Okay. Carrying that, but your, your direction's a little bit off. That's what you do. Let me tell you when to go. What did I say, 15 seconds? Go. If she beats you, it's going to be terrible. Twenty-six seconds. Twenty-six seconds. Twenty-six. All right. Now here's the deal about BT. BT is a senior. BT is a state champion. BT is ready to roll, right? This is some of the weight you've picked up in life. Now wait right there. And then those other things that you picked up, there are those. Keep those with you. And then you messed around and got into these things. I, I wouldn't have done these things. Take those things. And then it's been a busy year. We had COVID. We have all this stuff. You got all kind of distraction. And you picked up these things. And then <laughs> there's these things. I warned you about these things, but you, you picked them up anyways. This is where you want them. All right, now here's the deal for you. You also have poor sense of direction. You've been listening to too many people. And so you're going to touch that wall. You're going to come back. You're going to touch six on each side in, in alternate fashion order. 
and then you're going to come back. If you drop a book, your walk, you have to pick, you have to pick it up. You can finish the walk, but you do have to pick it up on, as you come back. Does that make sense? Go. <laughs> I think he's been practicing. <laughs> Ooh. Thirty. <laughs> you can put those right there. Good job. Thank you all for your help. Here's the point to that, kind of a goofy deal. Here's the point to that. Carrying extra weight on your walk with Christ, not your walk for exercise, but your walk with, for, with Christ hinders your walk with Christ, slows down your walk with Christ. Now, if we have a walk because we've trusted Christ and it is supposed to progress, if you're taking steps, you're gonna be moving. If you're actually thinking about it, if you're actually working on it, if you're actually guarding it, then you have to remove the weights, the different weights, in order to be able to progress in your Christian walk. Let me give you some examples of weights that we carry. Poor priorities. What are some things that are poor priorities in your life? Those poor priorities will hinder your walk with Christ. Here's another one. Things that waste time. Things that waste time. Ooh, I could start a list of that one. Things that waste time hinder your walk with Christ. Here's, here's one. Places you go. Do you know, and, and nobody likes to say this one and the next one for sure, but as a follower of Christ that wants to walk with Christ and honor Christ and have a vibrant walk with Christ, there are some places we ought not go. There are some places that when you go to that place, it's going to hinder and impede your walk with Jesus Christ. You know what? I don't have time for all these books. I don't have time for this. There are some places I ought not go. Here's one that no one likes, but, but it's the truth. There are some people that we associate with that are actually weights, that are actually hindrances to our walk with Jesus Christ. Now, I've had a guy come and yell at me, I'm not getting rid of my friends. I'm not getting rid of my friends. Listen, I'm not telling you to get rid of your friends, uh, to write them off, to not try to lead them to Christ, to not care for them. But I'm going to tell you this, if you spend time with that person or that set of folks and it hurts your walk with Christ, it's better to be done with them, to have a distance between them and improve your walk with Christ. It is a true statement. The Bible says it. There are some people we not, ought not associate with as followers of Christ if we're going to have a vibrant walk with Jesus Christ. You have to say, my walk is important and my walk is hindered in this situation and I'm going to separate from those folks. There was a guy I ran around with in high school. I won't tell his name. Uh, he's moved somewhere else. He didn't stay around here. But anytime from the time I was 15 to the time I was 19, anytime you got in with this guy, you're going to get in a fight. And I don't, he was a happy guy. I don't know what his problem was, but he was a happy guy. But if you get in with him, you're going to be sitting on Wheelbarger Street. He's going to be going, what, what are they looking at? No, they didn't even look at us. Well, I can't, they're driving a van. 
Nobody's driving a van by me. And you would, we'd end up in the craziest situations and, and crazy stuff would go on and you would go, well, I guess I'll see what he's doing next week. If you get in with him, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in a fight. You know what? Sooner or later, there's a time to say, if trouble comes in that package, I'm going to step away. I'm going to do something different. There are people we ought not associate with. Did you know in the Greek world, where the marathon, the Olympics are developed, they raced, now let me just go ahead and say this, it's gross and I'm not for it, but they raced naked. Did you know that? The Olympics, I don't really like them much anyway, but they actually did it back then naked. The book of Hebrews takes that picture and says, set aside any weight or sin that would encumber us that we could run the race. There was a reason they didn't bring their books and all the stuff to go run the race. They got ready to run the race. We have to set some things down in order to walk efficiently with Christ. All right. So those are the things that impede our walk with Christ, with Jesus. Now, here, here's the conclusion of this, this, this week. This study has been very practical, and that's one of the things that as I go through every week, going, that's a very practical study. That's something I can apply from this study. Um, tonight is going to be the same. If those are the things that impede our Christian walk, that slow our Christian walk, that would hinder our Christian walk, uh, what are we to do? If we need direction, if, if we need to have a love that's growing for Christ, if we need to be decisive, here's what it says, here's what I'm doing. If we need to, to know what sin is and feel the conviction for sin and the encouragement to stay away from sin, if we need to know what weights and priorities are worth carrying and which ones are not, how do we do that? Here, here's something we hear all the time. People say, well, let your conscience be your guide. You ever heard that? Let your conscience be your guide. Most of the time, that is a terrible plan honestly. Uh, most of the time, that's going to get you in a lot of trouble. And here's the reason. What if you have no conscience? You ever made anybody has no conscience? Uh, what if you have a poor conscience? What if you have a dull conscience? So here's the thing. Our consciences, um, our mindset, our worldview has to be informed, has to be correct, has to be right. And so if I'm going to know these things, I have to have the right perspective. That's the way to say that. It has to be, we have to be shaped by the word of God, shaped by the word of God. Most practical thing I can tell you is, is we have to be in our Christian walk with Christ, consumed with, shaped by the word of God. Very practical application to that. All of those things that we just talked about they are remedied, they are set right, they are strengthened, they are reinforced by time spent in the Word of God. All right, I'm going to do something I don't think I've done, but I want to make this very, very practical. Here's my secret, and it's not a secret. Here, here, here's, here's the, the deal. The best thing that you can do, the best investment of your time and the thing, the single thing that'll pay the greatest dividend is time spent in the Word of God. I know that, you know that, we know that, but you know what, it's hard. 
it's hard. You get started, you quit. You get tired, you get busy. You fall asleep. It is hard. We know that. God speaks through his word. The best thing you can do is time spent in the word of God. I can't say this enough, but, but it's the truth. It will change your life. Pay the greatest dividend time spent in the word of God. Now, here's what I found out. We need a plan. I've said for years and years, you need to read the Bible more. You need to read the Bible more. I need to read the Bible more. And without a plan, it doesn't take four days and you go, well, that fell by the wayside. Didn't work out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a plan tonight. A plan to read through your Bible. Uh, a, a plan that you can follow. Will's gonna put it up on the screen. There is a website called the josiahproject.net. You can write this down. You can memorize it, the josiahproject.net. It is a Bible reading plan. It is free. Um, it will keep track of what you have read and where you are in, in the progress. It is not tied to a date. Now, here's why I like that. You might go on vacation. You might have three days off. You might get bogged down. It doesn't say May 9th. And all of a sudden, you come back on May 14th. Well, the whole year's off. Just put it away. It's not tied to a day. It's just the next day. If you did this day, well, it tells you what the next day is. Here's the next day. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. Uh, if you start and miss, you just pick up where you left off. If you follow this plan, you'll read through the Bible in 365 days. Now, it may take you 380 days if you miss some days. There's, no, there's no, no, no structure like that, but it will lead you, if you'll stick to it, through the Bible in 365 days. It will tell you the plan of what to read. It will give you study notes. Here are three or four important things. Here's what a word means. Here's something that's hard to understand. Three or four study notes, and it will give you a devotional thought. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. It'll give you a devotional thought. Brent and I wrote this. The last couple years, we're, we're still hammering it out. And I can tell you this, it will grow you, it will bless you, and it will help you be consistent in the word of God. On this, if it says the Josiah Project, that's where you're at. If you go to the top right corner, it says Bible reading plan. You click on that, and then it, it shows up on this. Whoever this is has already read quite a few days. Will, if you'll click day two. There it is. All right, roll down. Hit read more. See, read more on the left, to the that left, that way, right there. All right, roll down. All right, it's going to tell you the, the verses. It's going to tell you the notes. It's going to give you devotional thoughts for that reading segment. That's one of many plans. You can use that plan. You may find a better plan, but this is a plan to consistently stay in the Word of God. God will bless it. God will use it, and I promise you to pay dividends bigger than anything that we can do. I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please, and I'll lead us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for you tonight. We're thankful uh, for a walk with our Savior. I pray, Lord, that we would uh, know you. We would grow in our, our desire to walk with you. We look forward to a day when there'll be no more sickness, no more sin, no more sorrow that will be in your presence, but I know that you've given us the grace and the kindness to walk with you now. Lord, help us to be in your word. Help us to set down our sin. 
Help us to set down weights that would slow us down uh, and help us to walk faithfully with you. I pray the result of that would be a blessing for us, that we would know you, but I also pray that it would be a witness to a lost world, that the world would say, there is a hope, there is a peace, there is a Savior in our, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for the folks here tonight, for the youth, bless them, encourage them. What a tremendous thing for these youth to, to understand that you have a word for them, that you're gonna speak to them, that you, you wanna know them and that for them to know you and that, and, and that they can spend time listening to your voice. Bless them, encourage them in that. Pray for the adults here tonight. Um, grow us, whatever age we are, draw us closer to you. And be pleased in that as well. Pray for the kids that are learning across the way. Um, what an awesome thing for a foundation to be stacked tonight. Lord, help it take hold. We give you all of this. We, we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you. And I pray in Christ's name, in Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. Glad you were here.